Well, hello and welcome to CDO Magazine interview series. I am Mary Beth Ochterberg with Molson Coors and a member of the CDO Magazine Global Editorial Board in partnership with CDO Magazine, MIT CDO IQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers, we are offering a series of interviews with thought leaders in industry. And today, I have the pleasure of talking with Mark Panthover. He's the VP of DevSecOps and Cloud at NVIZIA. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. What kind of data governance challenges does moving from you know, this monolithic, on-prem, centralized group to more decentralized groups. Um, what, what are some of the data governance challenges all this presents and that our listeners need to be thinking about? Yeah, and, and, and again, it's, it's not just the data governance, right? So you have, you, you have security, right? You have other compliance groups. They're all, so all of these groups need a seat at the table with that platform engineering team. Hmm. To start to say, we're gonna put up, we're gonna put some guardrails in place. What do those look like? So the, usually from a data side, it, it's going to start off with what are acceptable data platforms? What are, what are acceptable standards for how you access those platforms? So how do I get a connection string from a pod running in a cluster? You know, is that what's, what's okay there? And then the big one becomes the identity, all right? That how do I manage the identity of the user that's making a particular request that's going to flow to data? And so lots of organizations right now have like a standard account for an application, right? And they use that connection string to go to the back end. And in most environments, that's not enough anymore. So I need to understand the identity. So this is one of those things as we talked about that incremental for development teams to start learning about. Um, one of the things I usually outline is really has to do with single sign-on. as one of the first mechanisms um, to, to start to understand. Everybody's like, well, you know, who cares? You know, I just know who's logged in. It's like, no, 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 you don't get it. So, so really all of the authorizations, right? And entitlements around data that go with that all have to be seamlessly handled. And this is not something I'm going to warn you. You're not going to figure this out the first day. You need to start with where you're at, right? And that would be more of like, okay, we have a, a single account that we use to get to our, um, essentially to our backend database. All right, so now start thinking about building data, a layer over that, all right? And that layer itself now becomes aware of that authorization, okay? And it also understands of passing along identity so that you have records and audits of who accessed information, right? So, so those are sort of the, you know, some, some really important evolutions with yeah. just app in general, um, but it really becomes more prevalent uh, when you start talking about certainly the cloud, because the other thing that becomes important is where the data lives and what you know sort of um, uh, regulations, the regulatory requirements you have to meet. And doing simple things the way we used to do them, as it was sitting in a data center in X and the people who were using it were in the same region, et cetera, um, that may not be the case anymore. Yeah, that's true. Data classification, I think, is becoming more prevalent. Although, you know, if you've been in this data space for a while, like you have and I have, it's always been a topic for consideration for the data professionals. But data classification is actually becoming more of a topic, maybe because of PII and GDPR 
but also because of the different environments that we've just been talking about. Correct. And, and not only that, how different technologies will implement that, right? So you have, so think about it, what we did in the old days, right? Which is like most current day for most of us, right? But um, in the old days, you would look at the most uh, critical data and you would just say, everything has to meet that standard. Right. Right. So somewhere in there, there's some personal, you know, personally identifiable information. Therefore, every, all data for this application will be treated that way. Well, guess what? When you start to deal with data streaming, event-driven architectures, when you start to look at what the ramifications of that may be, you, you got to get, you got to understand better. So you can't just take the, um, you know, the, the, the old safest path necessarily. You have to be more fine-grained in understanding, okay, this set of elements, which has that classification that has to be very protected and audited, et cetera, we're going to put that in data store X. And we are going to make sure that any access to that for other purposes does not include any of the you know, personally identifiable data or however, you know, again, maybe some summary sort of functions, uh, masking, et cetera. But um, yeah, that's a, it, it becomes a lot more important when you think about, you know, as you said, it's going to land in a lot of different places. Um, you can't just, you know, assume everything's the same. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's getting interesting for sure. Well, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because of the advent of um, AI, generative AI and chat GPT. And uh, this morning I was listening to NPR and they were talking about Microsoft Bing and how some of its um, uh, generative AI is going a little off the rails. <laughs> um, but I just wondered to get your input from, uh, do you, how do you see this uh, generative AI playing a role in decreasing human factors in the data space? It's, it's mind boggling. So I, I guess I would simply start by, you know, respectively, respectfully asking the audience, if you haven't already had your own chatbot GCP session where you've gone in and kicked the tires and started to see the capabilities, you, you need to do it because you're going to be astonished and creeped out quite simultaneously. It's one of those things on the back of your neck. You're going to be going, this is creepy. How did it do this? You know, in one of the, the definitions I, I was talking about, right? I said, well, what's DevOps? It gave a better answer than I usually do. And that was sad and scary and you know, <laughs> a little hurtful. But, but re regardless, um, you know, when you start to take a look, there's, there's a variety of things to think about. So first of all, the natural language interface and, and its ability to respond to that in a really in, you know, intelligible way is extremely interesting. Um, and if you look at uh, the ramifications, for instance, of where did that data come from? It, right now, it generally comes from you know, tens of thousands or probably closer to millions of web pages, essentially. Information publicly available in, generally on the, on the internet. Um, now, it had to be able to vet those sources. It had to be able to tie concepts together uh, and, and be able to sort of, you know, make those decisions. And so first of all is who owns that data, right? So is that yours to sell? I mean, again, if it was publicly available, you sort of think about it. But as we move forward, you know, likely there are going to be data sources plugged into that that are proprietary. Mm -hmm. So this gets into, and you see this, you know, in, in uh, contracts all the time. 
um, about, well, who owns, the, they call it sort of new data, data that was generated either net new or as a part of um, a component using proprietary data, it all becomes proprietary, um, sort of by that, that definition that we see. So I think the, there's going to be some uh, logistics around just simple things around the legal aspect, right? frankly, um, that are going to, to, that will probably slow this technology down more than anything, if you wanted my honest guess. Um, and then the, the question, so there's really the consumption of it. Um, and then there is the, you know, we just talked, we talked a little bit about that with microservices. You have this one nugget of data that maybe is proprietary or protected. Okay. So if you summarized in any way, results from that, you know, how, at what level, right? Is that still proprietary? You know, yeah. and, or, or excuse me, in that case, the privacy aspect of it. And so um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting because I think the, the point you made in your question, which was, it was beautifully leading, but, but when, when you go to query for the information, you don't need an advanced degree in start topologies. And, you know, it's not like you're, you're filtering through some uh, data warehouse. Right. You just ask a simple question. You know, that's, that's, uh, that, that changes the game in a, in a pretty profound way. Yeah, so the human factors impacting perhaps some of the data uh, disciplines, but of course, uh, it's really early to tell. We might actually, and to your point, need to employ more human oversight in other areas, legal being one of them that you talked about, but perhaps some other disciplines in the data science field as well. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think, again, that the promise is staggering but like things we've seen in the past, um, don't, don't underestimate the ability of, of the legal community to uh, step in and slow things down. Now, I mean, again, I, it's all for good reason, of course, but um, that's a, it, it's, it's one of those things that um, is complicated. Yeah, it really is. Well, um, any last thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience, Mark, before we conclude today? Uh, no, I think that... I mean, nothing huge, just other than as previously we saw a lot of the, when we talk about like, you know, DevOps and, and organizational structure um, related to moving to the cloud and cloud native, you know, there's all these patterns and anti-patterns for organizations. And the one that's not even referenced in there is really a culmination. And that's that platform architecture, mm. um, platform engineering team. Make sure that you as data professionals and organization leaders have a seat at that table from the beginning. You do not want to show up late. You want to be working with, the, with that team to understand when things get deployed in your new environment in the cloud that you're satisfied with the, the consistent standards and the way things are being done. And that you're also pushing the envelope for things you know, that we talked about, like getting that authorization authentication all the way back to the data element. Yeah, no, very good advice. I really appreciate your thoughts. <clears throat> so folks, we've heard from a data thought leader today. I want to thank Mark very much for joining me in this interview. Please visit cdomagazine.tech for this and additional interviews with other data thought leaders from across the globe.